Voices of Hope is a podcast of New Hope Presbyterian Church in Castle Rock, Colorado. New Hope is a church that puts people first. Our Sunday worship is on site and online at 9.30 a.m. And you can listen to our sermons and podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and any popular podcast platforms. This week, Pastor Don continues our series, The Values of Hope. The sermon is titled, Hard Teachings, and it explores the Beatitudes from Matthew 5, 13 through 20. Scripture reading is done by Les and Smokey Avery. You're the salt of the earth. But if the salt has lost its taste, how can its saltiness be restored? It's no longer good for anything, but is thrown out and trampled underfoot. You're the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hid. People do not light a lamp and put it under a bushel basket. Rather, they put it on a lampstand, and it gives light to all the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they might see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have come not to abolish, but to fulfill them. For truly I tell you, until heaven and earth pass away, not one letter, not one stroke of a letter, will pass from the law until it is accomplished. Therefore, whoever breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called the least in heaven. But whoever does them and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and the Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. (laughs) We are still without projectors. We don't know what the future holds. None of us do. Uh, And so uh, the sermon title is actually Joy and Service, but I couldn't help but notice at some point earlier in the week I'd called this sermon Hard Teachings. So there you go. That's where we're headed. Um, This would have been a much more difficult sermon to preach Last week, right? Joy in serving. I'm telling you now, there's a real joy in serving this morning after yesterday's session meeting, after the evidence of your great generosity, after realizing we can come through 2023 with a balanced budget and no cuts in our ministry. It's a really good day uh, to be your interim pastor. Um, you deserve another round of applause, actually. Uh, the great joy of you responding not just to me but to your your leadership who took huge steps forward in the last uh, number of weeks actually Um, it means that uh, new hopes in good shape fiscally and of course it also means uh, and this this is a little painful to have to say uh, in front of so many people Um, it also means um, that Dan Hodge was right uh (laughs) 800k is our number your elders are very anxious right now 800,000 is an aspirational difficult goal Uh, we know because we heard yesterday that a number of you stepped forward saying look I can't do this every year but I'm willing to do this to save 2023 bravo what I know 
is I'm actually not faithful to you. I'm faithful to New Hope 2024, to tell you the truth. I'm trying to be faithful to the next occupant of this office. And uh, someone write it down when you're wondering next October, what should our goal be? Don't, don't make me call someone from wherever I am next fall. Uh, we know that it's a stretch. We know that it's difficult. And some of us would say it's exactly what stewardship should be if we're giving as disciples. Bravo, uh, New Hope. Thank you to all you folks. I do have actually a con- an ongoing message speaking of Dan. This goes for uh, Nancy. Uh, this goes for uh, anyone on the board of stewards, uh, Peggy Ross, etc. Listen, for the next few weeks, do not come into my office holding sheets of paper with numbers on them. <laughs> I will, I will sick uh, Jen after you. Come in with great gossip for New Hope. Come in with a pastoral concern. Come in with a need for prayer. Come in with what you're watching on Netflix. All that is welcome. Uh, now we're, we're resting and looking forward into Lent, my favorite time of the year. I'm not joking about that. That's deadly serious. Um, the rich discipleship that is ahead of us. Wonderful. Yesterday was also such a joy because your pastor nominating committee, we've got a few folks here from the PNC again this morning. I've been saying them hi. They took another huge step forward yesterday. They already got their 12 questions okayed. You can see the flow chart down the hall. That was okayed both by session and Denver Presbytery COM. They took another huge step immediately with yesterday their ministry information form, which is basically the job description application. It's what you put into the system in Louisville to start getting dossiers. And yesterday's session studied it, read it, and said, yeah, that's us. Go. Uh, what that means is another few weeks that'll go in front of, again, the Committee on Ministry, our Denver Presbyteries group. And that means they're on a great schedule to start receiving dossiers uh, in a month or so. Um, they are humming along. We had, I'm telling you, yesterday was a great day for New Hope. Uh, really good. There's a joy in serving, and I mean it this morning. Uh, celebrating. If you've got other questions also, again, after this worship service, uh, give you five or ten minutes to get coffee and donuts, whatever, and I'm back in here if you've got questions about any and all of the above in our New Hope life together. Jordan and I are starting this series, we're in the middle of it now, actually, of New Hope values, our core values that shape us. Uh, we began with Jordan a couple weeks back on holy discontent, which also makes a good showing Uh, A good showing in your ministry information form. Holy discontent is very unique. It will attract the right kind of people. It will raise the right eyebrows of candidates saying, here's a community of faith who's ready for some hard teachings. Here's a community of faith who aren't peacemongers. There's a lot of peacemongers in Christendom. Um, It's a big problem. We need instead to be faithful to stretch do hard things, and welcome difficult conversation is what we're about because that's the way uh, discipleship in 2023 uh, looks. That tension welcoming is a sign of maturity and speaking as someone who's been a candidate before, uh, it's very attractive. It speaks of a a deep uh, community. 
Uh, next week, Jordan and I are actually going to do something a little different. We're going to be together up front having a conversation in front of you around the transfiguration story. We come to that time of year when we get on a, a calendar schedule again, transfiguration being the Sunday prior to Ash Wednesday and all of Lent, which leads all the way to Easter, which pushes us all into June and Pentecost. We're on a, we're on a timeline for the next four months. Uh, it's the best of all. Uh, next week, Jordan and I thought it'd be an interesting exercise because he and I come from different backgrounds, have different approaches. You know us in different ways. And so next week's sermon um, will be a little different. That's the sacred in the ordinary is that core value. The sacred in the ordinary, this strange event up on the mountain uh, with our Lord. And we're starting a series called uh, what, if Jesus, what If Jesus Was Serious? What if Jesus was serious, kind of overlapping a bit with transfiguration starting next week? Last week, the core values were about people, about the broad table and putting people first and people matter. It's clear when we read about that in our 20 questions and in our uh, ministry information form that New Hope values the, the DEI stuff, the diversity the equity and inclusion that DEI is forming business around our country and world, it's progressive values. It matters a lot. You're stationing yourself out there by including that and saying we put people, not theology first. We value a big table. We value di diversity, right? And that means equity and inclusion. Those are political values that Nuhupa says those shape us. Jesus wandered in the wilderness and when he came back in, he had his Sermon on the Mount, which is where we are for these weeks, giving him direction. Uh, New Hope finds directions in its core values. They are conspicuous core values that you came up with five, ten years ago. They've been part of us for a while. We're revisiting them because I want you to hear them anew from an outsider and from what all the candidates will read about your values. Last week when I was talking about the law of love, the sense of um, Jesus is so gracious, yes, but he also is very strict. We get that this morning. Do, do not think, it's on the back of your sheet, do not think I've come to abolish the law and make all you happy-go-lucky liberal Christians, no law, all grace, huggy all the time. No, uh, I've, <laughs> I've come to fulfill the law. It's a more strict law Jesus brings up. Uh, it's about holy discontent. It's about including people you don't even want to include. As I mentioned last week, uh, this is uh, Racial Awareness Month. Next Sunday is our next, next meeting of the New Hope Group studying uh, race and racism. I bring it up uh, because uh, even now the energy in the room has changed a little bit. I can detect that as a 99% white congregation. We've mentioned we don't like talking about race. It makes us feel uncomfortable so uncomfortable that there's people in our country who want to outlaw doing anything that makes us white folk feel uncomfortable. <laughs> I totally get where they're coming from and I totally condemn it, right? Uh, discipleship requires something more mature uh, than that. I've started a monthly newsletter. I hope you got it in your email. If you didn't, let someone more important than me know and they'll get you on the mailing list called Transits. And I mentioned for February, I had a reading list of race books that I've read in the last few years, a half dozen of them. I recommend them to you because one of the easiest ways you can become a little less racist 
is to get informed. And you need to get, you need to get informed. And one of the simplest things to do is to learn how eh, we white folk got to listen. We don't know anything what it's about to be people of color and how quickly we play into their oppression and their awkward lives. A couple of books I put in front of you, especially in that newsletter, White Fragility, I found just an easy read, sometimes a humorous read, it, a book that makes you go, oh, that is so true, right? A very difficult read emotionally and just opened up my heart. Um, a couple other books in there if you want to get inside and experience and not your own that will soften your heart and get past these, uh, the defenses I have about, ah, oh, don't make me feel guilty. Don't make me feel shame. Walk away. It's hard. We got a small group of folks working on race and racism. Um, of course, of course, shame on us. There should be more of us in that group. Of course, we're all ignorant about race. Of course, we need to get educated. We're trying to make it as easy as possible. We can't make it perfectly easy. It requires, uh, it requires some spine on our part. I get that. Um, Jesus says uh, you need to have some spine if you're going to follow me. There's easy paths. Please avail yourself uh, of them. Please avail yourself of that holy discontent that you're feeling even right now. Matthew 5, the Beatitudes. We read this great part we heard. You are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how can its saltiness be restored? What a cosmic question, right? I love, didn't one of the kids come up with it preserves meat? That was pretty good for children, right? Uh, and in the day, all you can do with that salt that's been used for too long, or lot, you, well, you throw it out in the street because it makes it a little less muddy, right? That's what's being trampled underfoot. Uh, it's no longer good for anything, but it's thrown out and trampled underfoot and make it less muddy in our houses. You are the light of the world. And he makes this kind of joke. A city built on a hill cannot be hid, castle rock. I see it every, every time I drive down looking for that castle rock. No one after lighting a lamp puts it under the bushel basket. <laughs> Making a little joke here. What kind of dork would do that? But rather, uh, puts it on a lampstand and gives light to the whole house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to God in heaven. Uh, good stuff. It doesn't take a lot of salt. <laughs> There's no way to get back that salt once it's lost its flavor, but it doesn't take much. I was on a mission trip with Genesis, my church in Littleton, uh, 10 years ago. when We were uh, 30 adults down in uh, New Mexico. And the guy we had doing food for us was one of our members who's a gourmet chef. Wonderful fun. And so gourmet chef with a bunch of volunteers helping out in the kitchen, right? And so one morning uh, I saw that he was not happy with the biscuits. And the answer is he'd baked them, and, but they hadn't put any salt in. And so I was intrigued and I took them. They weren't good. They weren't, there was just nothing to it. Nothing, and so that was a funny lesson. Uh, we're setting the table, getting all ready. He's making a second batch with some other volunteers, a volunteer who mistook capital T for small t. I love the O's. I wonder how many people in learning about cooking learn the tablespoon, teaspoon difference precisely uh, because of salt, right? 
And, we went, and I was sitting at my breakfast with my bacon and talking, carrying on everyone. And uh, Jack came around with tongs. Weird. He didn't, too rude. And he, reaching over our shoulders, taking the biscuits off my plate. I'm like, hey, what? No. And he's giving me this. And so I intrigued. I got up and went back in the kitchen. What was all that about? Kind of, kind of rude, Jack. And he handed me one of the biscuits. Inedible. Inedible. Uh, three times the amount of salt it was supposed to have. You only need a little salt. But boy, you need that salt. Um, Jesus says we're like that. Just a pinch will do. This passage out of Matthew, by the way, uh, goes on um, about the law, wanting to fulfill the law. And of course, I always hear, even in Matthew 5, I'm always hearing echoes of Matthew 25, the sheep and the goats, how strict Jesus is. How ungracious, how lawful Jesus is saying, you think you're following me? And as much as you've helped the poor and the hungry, I know you. If you haven't, I'm done with you. If you haven't, I don't care what you believe, Jesus says. Save your cognitions and your faith affirmations. If you're helping the blind and the lame, you're in. It's really a remark. It's about the harshest teachings in all the Gospels he has in this Matthew text. Uh, listen, New Hope, the outs- my kids aren't in worship today. Um, my kids are never in worship. Yours aren't either for the most part. Or your grandkids. A lot of my friends know where I work. They find New Hope remarkably bland and tasteless. They find us pale, white, uninteresting. Inedible. They find us too safe by far in our declarations about justice. In the lagging way, we have finally tried to get on partly board with LGBTQI concerns. They find we're very safe, insipid. That's why they're not here. Your friends, neither. It's fascinating as I've been loving working with PNC. I'm, I'm no longer with the PNC. I've stepped out. It won't be my gig, right? It's their business to do for us. I just wanted to help get them started with process, and now I'm just a cheerleader uh, emailing things and reporting back to you what they tell me. Um, But the diversity, the equity concerns, the inclusion, it comes through. It comes through at New Hope. Um, That makes us a little different than our surrounding churches. What's fascinating to me is in the last five months I've been with you Um, our wound our wound is losing 100 members five years back after the decision on being inclusive enough to say same gender folks can get married here that's the wound that y'all are embarrassed by and try to color up a little more makeup (laughs) you get anxious when I bring it up that's what you'll remember about this sermon (laughs) You kind of try to hide it. You feel bad about it. Wish it hadn't happened. Hurt us financially, etc. It's one of the few things outsiders find interesting about you. And we're trying to hide it. Uh, It made it into the MIF, which is good because the Committee on Ministry knows enough that if it wasn't in there, it would get sent back. 
keep on working. This is a key component of new hope, right? I've already told them it'll be the conversation I have with your candidate in that office that Jordan has, right? Committee on Ministry has. Has to come up painful, true, a risk you took and you paid for it. Uh, Bravo. Our core values are key to who we are. They're not meant to be easy. What they do is they help us preserve a vision and a path. The dark light of Christian nationalism, more prevalent today than any time in my life, the last few years have accelerated. The dark light of Christian nationalism, the greatest evils in our country. I'm still waiting to hear if our Conservative Christian friends, our evangelical friends, will make any good faith effort to distance themselves from it. They haven't yet darned them. It's so deeply shameful to have to lift up your head and say, I'm a Christian, when you're competing with these idiots. God... (laughs) And the people who drive around us and past us, that's who they're pairing us with. That's what you have around your neck when you bring up, oh yeah, I'm a Christian. That's what they're thinking. Science denial, hatred and fear of women, lying about elections, making junk up about vaccines, uh, just the most ignorant, the racism, That's us. That's who they're pairing us with. Wow. Wow. God God could have done it another way, I suspect, but that's just wishful thinking. The fact is you are all God's got. You're the hands and feet of God. There is no other path. For the greatest needs, for the greatest needs in our time and in Castle Rock. You're all God's got. Salt, light, if not us, you tell me, who? If not now, When? Help us, God. Help us be the disciples you are calling us to be. Help us be faithful and courageous. The roots are in this system, Lord. They're in our DNA. They're in our core values. They're in this room. Help us burn a little brighter. Help us be a little tastier, a little saltier to our family and friends and strangers and work associates and neighbors that you might continue doing at New Hope, the work you've called us to do. Amen. Thank you for listening to Voices of Hope. If you have enjoyed our podcast, please rate and review it and share it with your friends. If you want to know more about New Hope, you can subscribe to our weekly email newsletter, The Midweek Memo, by going to our website and signing up. Friends, may you love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, And may you go and love your neighbor as yourself. Go in peace.